my left foot is bigger than my right. That's and I've, uh, I've been noticing. I've been noticing this um, for a while now, but it's really it's really becoming an issue, kind of. Okay. Do you have to buy because, two different pairs of shoes and mix and match? No, it's just a little bit bigger. So like, uh, uh, I'm also right at the cusp of like. You know how sock sizes work, where it's like medium socks are this size to this size, and large socks are this size oh, to this size. Oh, you're you're on the border there. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there at the border of like I'm like a size eleven to twelve, depending on what where I'm buying the shoe from. Weird. So yeah, so so my socks are on the cusp from, like, medium to large, I think it is. Okay. And, and so I have a lot of socks that, like, fit perfectly on my right foot. <laughs> but then I try... I put it on my left foot, and it's, like, it's it's stretched really tightly across it, and it's, like, it's showing a bit more ankle than it's meant to. <laughs> so you need to go and get, like, the same brand of socks... And you need to <laughs> buy two of the exact same type of sock, just one in right. medium and one in large, and then just pair those two together. Yeah, and and, and this has been a thing for a while now, but it, uh, I believe on a previous episode I mentioned that uh, one of my Christmas gifts was a pair of cowboy boots, right? Oh, yeah. Uh huh. So the right foot comes out of the boot very easily. When I'm wearing the shoe, it's not a problem. Like, like the, it fits around my my foot nicely, but when I'm removing the shoe, the left foot will take me like three minutes to get out of. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. By the way, uh, hello everyone and welcome to Glowing Weak Point, the show where we talk about video games and other things. So I have a I have a different issue with socks, which is that they're just they're they're magical and they just decide whether or not they're going to fit your feet or not. For instance, uh, yeah. my feet are slightly larger than my wife's feet, uh, which is to say we wear the same number size of shoe, but I wear a men's, I think it's nine and a half or ten or something, and she wears a women's nine and a half or ten or something. I don't I don't remember what the number is, but it's it's around there. Which is actually like a men's like, like seven or something. Yeah. It's it's a smaller men's shoe. I don't remember exactly what it is, but like that's that's what we wear. But we're both solidly into the, like the the medium socks area. Yeah. And we like fun socks. We like to wear non-standard white or black boring socks. Um even if it's just argyle. And she had these really pretty Socks. There was like a, a mountainscape on there. It, it it looked like like a good pair of hiking socks. Yeah. And it reached a point where she couldn't fit them anymore. Like it it wouldn't fit on her. And I was like, well, no. I really I really like those socks. So let me try. <laughs> She's like, well, there's no way it's gonna. And then it fit me. My what? feet are larger than hers, <laughs> but yeah, that doesn't make sense. But I can wear her socks better than she can. <laughs> socks are just this weird magical thing that doesn't make s sense. Uh, hiccup there. Middle of that. That's unfortunate. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I love a good pair of socks, though. I, I also I also recently learned that, um, you know, the uh, elastic clothing is kind of like a very recent invention. Yeah. But socks, socks have been around for a while. Mm-hmm. So I guess I guess you used to just have like sock belts, and socks were just like loose pieces of clothing that you tied around your ankle. Well, <laughs> I mean garters mostly. Yeah, you you, yeah. you you tie it up to your dress or whatever. Right, it's suspenders for your mm-hmm. for your feet. Yep. <laughs> socks are weird. Yep. They sure anyway, are. Anyway, do you, do you have an actual like glowing week point? Oh yeah, I, I suppose we should actually like really start the podcast instead of just talking about socks. Um, yeah. Whew. I mean, Christmas just happened. It's it's hard to just not pick that. Right. Uh, I I got some some pretty cool things for for Christmas. Actually, uh, I got a lot of board games for Christmas. Like. 12 <laughs> but between the two that's, of us <laughs> that's too many <laughs> i mean a lot of them are like small like card games sort of things which is fine even like, still I, I i like those those little card based games um yeah i have yeah. some of those and uh one thing that i'm really happy with is they got me a uh, antique chess set it's this really ornate um like chinese um chess set that is beautiful i mean i wish i had an ornate <laughs> chess set uh, i My can't chess play it is boring and broken i can't play chess for the life of me but uh <laughs> i got i have i, I probably chess can't sets. anymore either uh, I'm <laughs> not counting Shogi, which is like a completely different game, but very close yeah, to not chess. not chess at all. Yeah, it's not chess, but it, it kind of is, but... In um, concept, it's similar to chess. In practice, it is an entirely different beast. Yeah. Um, and then I have Mario Chess. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... I hate all of the themed chess sets. And then I have... Except for the Lord of the Rings one, because that one always looks cool. Well, okay, yeah, but but that's because, like, you should have... Like, chess should be based in a medieval setting. Yes. Now, that can be, like, medieval the Orient, or it could be medieval, uh, like, Africa, or, you know, it could be any of those things, but it, it really needs to be, like, an old-timey thing. When you're doing, like, video game characters or, like, I don't want to see, like, Star Wars chess. No, you. No. It's, it needs to be, like, unless this is, like, those, um, have you seen the person that does the Star Wars characters as medieval art? No, I haven't. It's amazing it looks so good because they i mean they they basically take it and instead of having laser swords and stuff they have swords and right (laughs) but 
like the the armor for Vader and stormtroopers and stuff and Boba Fett and it it looks really good in a medieval setting. Um, okay. That I could live with. Um. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, the the last chess set I have is one that I made at an art school. Uh, about ten years ago, and it's it's painted wood, and I did all the painting on it, and it's it's very ugly. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. also <laughs> very simple, but I kind of don't want to get rid of it because, like, it's a memory. I made it, but right. That's anyways. Fine. What's your glowing weak point? Uh. I mean, I did. I did have a Christmas. I went out and saw my my girlfriend's family, and that was fine, I guess. Okay. Um, seeing seeing people is exhausting for me. So yeah, I I'm was, right there with you. <clears throat> it was a lot. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say my my glowing weak point was, um, I I I put myself under the influence of something yesterday, and watched. <laughs> All eight hours of the Beatles Get Back documentary. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was great. I loved it. Okay. Listen, it, it, it's, basically, it's basically eight hours of four incredibly talented people in a room together just having fun, making music, and then, like, a little conversations blow up into, like, George quitting the band. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, the, and, and they're making, like, they're making songs for, like, five different albums all at once. Because, like, they're, they're working on Let It Be during the, the documentary. Yeah. Uh, and, and most of it focuses on the, on the big single, Get Back. Okay. I I think there's legit like 200 performances of Get Back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's too many. That's too many, but uh, Get Back but gets played a lot. Um, okay. But they're also working on songs for like Abbey Road, like like you see um Ringo Starr have the idea for Octopus's Garden and um <laughs> Glenn Johns brings in an anvil at one point j- j- because Paul is like having writing block for a, a minute and then he creates Maxwell's silver hammer like right there <laughs> yeah and, That's and, and, cool. and George is like oh I've got a couple of slow ones and then he starts playing like a, a, a his first version of um, all things must pass gotcha yeah so That's pretty it, cool. it's yeah it is but my favorite part is um it happens in the first part. They're they're still in the TV studio where they were initially supposed to be like doing everything, um, and, and they're waiting for John to to show up because he's late, mm. and Paul is just kind of like jamming on his bass, whatever. And Ringo and George are sitting there looking bored as shit. Ringo's Ringo yawns at least once, I think twice. And while the while they're sitting there bored, um, Paul McCartney creates "Get Back." 
Nice. Just like out of nothing, just creates the the rift to get back. Uh. It, it's beautiful and then and then like Ringo and George start to to join in and then John walks in a, a few minutes later just picks up his guitar and starts starts working on the song with them yeah it's it's great it's weird to me that Paul McCartney is probably the the Beatles artist that I listen to the most and it's completely incidental yeah, Be- because I mean, it, it helps that he has the most work out there. Yeah, but like I don't, <laughs> I don't listen to a whole lot of the Beatles. I mean, like I like what they did, but I've just I've heard enough of it so many times that I I don't go seeking it out ever. Right. Um, I mean, sometimes it gets to the point where, like, like I've heard this so much that it kind of becomes background noise. Yeah. Which is yeah. partially why, you know, my my favorite song is the one that nobody listens to, which is uh, You Know My Name. Uh, <laughs> Oof. Which is a fantastic Beatles song. Um, and, uh, but, like, I don't... I can't think of a single song that any of them have done outside of the Beatles, except for one by Paul McCartney. And the only reason is because for no good reason at all, he made a song for destiny. <laughs> what? Yep. It's a uh, hope for the future. Listen, he's just, he's a bored old man at this point. Yeah, the uh, the music video of it ha- takes place in Destiny with like a hologram version of old Paul McCartney singing in front of the the traveler. And I think he also he has more song ideas in him than he could possibly ever get out in a lifetime. So he looks for just ways to <clears throat> like let his creativity out. Yeah. Cause he's just he's just an insanely creative person. Even if it's not always good, there's always an idea there. Yeah. Yeah. All anyway, right. we're doing we're doing our best and worst games of the year today. Yes, the, it is actually <clears throat> glowing year point. Yeah, glowing year point. So. I'm going to lay out a a few ground rules. Most of them don't matter because this is the first time uh, we've ever done this, right? Okay. Yeah. So, first of all, the way we're going to be doing this is I'm going to uh, read my seventh uh, most hated game of the year. And then John will do the same. And then I'll do my seventh like most loved game of the year and then John will do the same. And this the, the reason why I wanted to do want to do it this way is because we're getting we're getting to the point of why people want to listen to these lists first. Because you know people only care about the the worst. Nobody cares about our best list. <laughs> Nobody it's, cares. It's true. It's true. So we'll go through we our worst our... from least worst to most worst. Right, but we're going to alternate with the best. 
Yeah. And that way we start on a worst and we end on a best. So we start yeah. with what people want and we end with a, a high note. So if you've ever watched Mojo, this is basically that. Okay. <laughs> I don't watch Mojo, but... Don't. Watch Mojo is a terrible um, YouTube channel. And then and then the, uh, the, the other rules are that um, going forward in the future... A game cannot appear on the same list ever again. So, like, <laughs> if a game if a game shows up on your worst list this year, like, as a numbered item, it cannot show up on the worst list in the future. Okay, I, I know and which, same for what the you best mean. List. But also, yeah. uh, there's always going to be an honorable mention every single year from now on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I mention it. this one's better than all the other ones I've played, but I can't put it on here for rules. Right. <laughs> and I'm also I'm also saying that so that like if you if you play a game that you really hated one year, but then like maybe they do like a big update or something, right? And then now you like really enjoy the game. Okay. You can move it from the worst to the best. Okay. And vice so it- versa. It just can't appear numbered on the same list more than once. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a sound rule. Yeah, and that's pretty much the only rule. Okay. Well, why yep. don't you go okay. ahead and start us off? All right. Wombat's seventh most hated game of the he played in the year 2021 goes to Pokemon Crystal. Yeah, or uh, Pokemon games. Yes, yeah. uh, Pokemon Crystal suffers from a lack of like interesting Pokemon throughout most of the game. Um, a lack of good moves for any of those Pokemon. It it's just a it's very um, clunky, and you know, going back to it, it's it's like why just play just play heart gold and soul silver really like (laughs) yeah it's it's a bad time yeah uh number seven on my worst seven games of 2021 is destiny 2 Oh, this game you play all the time? This game I play all the time. It's got so many terrible things about it. And they waffle back and forth, like, every two months on destroying parts of the game. And just, hey, we're going to release this update, which will completely turn the entire game on its head. And you have to, like, relearn the game. And it's just... The, the, the writing's kind of weird at times. Like, it just... Why do they make these decisions? Uh, uh, they made I, it an alternate reality Donald Trump for no reason. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. like, like two years ago, they just deleted half the game. Like, just half the Oof. game we purchased is just gone now, and you can't play it. And they're about to do That's that again. Bad. They're about to remove another large segment of the game. So, yeah. Yeah. Where's the num- game going? There's not going to be any game left by the time they're done. It's going into the Disney content vault. I mean, the Destiny content vault. Right. 
So yeah, yeah, definitely on my worst seven games of 2021. All right, at number seven on the on my best games list goes to Slipways. I got a I got a lot of um, time in on Slipways this year, and it's it's not really a game I would usually play. It's one of those like <clears throat> like um, space colonization games, but yeah. without any of the like like battle stuff that goes on in some of those. Mm-hmm. So it's a it, it's really just like resource management, and the 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 roguelike nature of it really really helps out. Like each each universe you go into feels different, and it's always got a hard time limit, so you can't just spend the spend forever doing the thing. Yeah, uh, on the normal mode, like there is an endless run, but who who fucking does that? Like <laughs> hop hop into a normal run, it lasts twenty five in game years, and then you're done. It's it's like an hour at most. Okay, and it's just it's really good, and they they updated it recently, so I can't wait to uh, hop back in and see what's going on there. Nice. I know you've been doing a lot of 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 slipways in the past, and. It it seemed like an interesting game, but I never have time for. It's not 4x, but it's it feels like it kind of is. It's like 4x light. It it's like 2x games. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't quite Half have all, x. Yeah, you don't have all the x's, but you got some of them, and and you're really delving into those two. All right, number seven yeah. on my best seven games is kind of a cheat, cause it's it's Mugen, which is a game engine. But how it's, dare! <laughs> this is like putting Roblox on here. Oh man, next year, next year Roblox is gonna be on here, cause I I have been meaning to make a Roblox account. <laughs> I mean, I feel like as a game developer, I need to understand what's popular currently. And that, I mean, that means I need to have a Roblox account. Also, there's someone who's like only like eight years younger than me who uh, plays it and says it's very, very enjoyable. So, you know, I'll respect sort of their opinion. Uh, But yeah, it's so what's up with Mugen? It's a freeware 2D fighting game engine. Yeah, oh. so it's and this is this is one I talked about on the channel a long time ago, I think. Pretty sure. It was like the first or second episode. And you you can like put your own characters into there and there's characters from everything that exists from uh Sesame Street to Street Fighter um <laughs> to Star Wars, to The Witcher, like, everything. If it's content, you can put it in here. You can put LeBron James, you can put, like, from real people to fantasy people to sci-fi people to uh, people's OCs. There's there's lots of furry OCs you can put in here. Why you would, don't know. But it's just a really cool in its capacity for... Uh, doing whatever the hell you want. So I mean, that's cool. I mean, you can basically just make your own version of Street Fighter over and over again. Yeah, yeah, that's so, cool. Mm-hmm. 
So, number six on my worst games of the year 2021 is uh, Chris Tales. Which, there's a couple of games on here that aren't necessarily bad, but they were yeah. disappointing. I remembered you like having good things to say about Chris Tales, so... I didn't I, actually have much uh, good to say about it. I thought yeah. Uh I mean, it's 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 a lot of style over substance, is what I would say. It's uh, a pretty basic RPG kind of game, but with a, like a cool um, art style and time time travel, and the time travel is represented on screen by. But like the screen being cut in half between the present and the future, or the past and the present, okay. sometimes all three at once, and, and it it does integrate that into the battles some, but it just never it never fully like comes together for me. Hmm. Yeah, and there was also a period like like right after the prologue ends, where you're in like a a dungeon map. And I saved at like right in front of the boss, and it's it, when I reloaded the game, it put me all the way back at the entrance to the dungeon. Uh yeah, that'll happen sometimes in those games. Yeah, and and while it was updated, uh, um, like like patched, the initial audio for the game on the the physical. That's right. That's what this game is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the physical the physical version of the game, um, the audio was not mixed properly, so some characters were incredibly loud while others were inaudible. Bonkers. So, they did fix that, but it it left an impression on me. It yeah, was the problem, you know. Anyway, right. my uh, number six worst game. Uh, <laughs> I like how all most of my. Every single one of my worst games does not come out in 2021. It, it, it came out a long time ago. Whereas a lot of yours on both your best and worst games are games that came out this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at my, <laughs> my best list, and I think every single one of them was released this year. Possib well, okay. With the exception of one of them that I can see, uh, like... Including your honorable mentions. <laughs> oh yeah, I wasn't including honorable mentions. Uh, but my number six is Donkey Kong 64. Why do you keep playing games you hate? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> there is something positive to be said about Donkey Kong 64. Um, What's that? Well, I mean... In, in many ways, it is a fun game. And for its time, it it had quite a few positive... Like, it, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't the best game of its time. But it, it like, it was fun at in its time. But nowadays, looking back, it's, it's, it's just bad. I'm still going to keep playing it, though. Does it have a Grant Kirkhope soundtrack? It does. Yeah. See, that's reason enough to keep it around. Yeah. Because yeah. he's amazing. Um, but just, like, turn it on and leave it in the background. <laughs> Run around to different different worlds and then just 
sit there in the worlds so that you can hear the music. Right, like, don't play the game, just just chill, vibe to the music. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, the number six on my best games of the year, 2021, goes to Near Replicant version 1.22474487139. Dot, Ellipses. dot, dot. <laughs> Uh, this is the remake to of Near Replicant that came out earlier this year or late last year, something like that. Uh, um, this year. This year, yeah. yeah. It, it's really good. It's the battle system is pretty basic, but it always feels super good, and the story is just amazing. All the characters that you meet are are fun and. Uh, you, you just like spending time with them, you know, mm-hmm. and and you hate to see what happens to them, but also that's the game. The game is it's a near game. You're going to be depressed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a question for you. The, I, What's up? Have you ever played the Drakengard games? I have started up the first Drakengard game. I own a copy for PS2. Okay. Um, I don't think I've ever progressed past the the opening battle because it is n- almost an unplayable wreck. <laughs> <laughs> if I could get somebody to sit down next to me and play the game with me that I could just like hand the controller off to sometimes, that would be the ideal way to play the game. Okay. Yeah. If we were uh within the same state, uh I'd I'd consider doing that with you. But we are Right. <laughs> we are not. <laughs> we most certainly are not. All right. Yeah. Number 6 on my best games is Hitzog Zwei. This is, is this straight out of Germany? <laughs> no. Did um, they make this in in Berlin? No, this is a real-time strategy game for the Mega Drive, the the Sega Sega Genesis. Oh, and I played through all of the the well-known, popular Sega ge- Genesis games, and this was one of the ones that I, when I was looking through them, that kept seeing people say. Uh, I know no one's ever heard of this, but please try this game. It's great. <laughs> and it's bonkers how forward-thinking it is. Um, I mean, like, the real-time strategy was only popular after Dune 2. <laughs> uh, wow. Which came out in 1990 on DOS. Um, Did you say Dune 2? Yes, as in from the book. Is this supposed to be a sequel to the Dune? Yes. Like the movie um, Dune or the book Dune? Uh, what were they? <laughs> well, 1992. So, uh, based off of the 1984 movie Dune. I see. Yeah. That's a That's not a good thing. <laughs> but uh i mean i guess it's actually a sequel to the first dune game but 
uh, nobody talks about that one because it wasn't a real-time strategy game, but, uh, or at least not that I can tell. Um, so Dune 2 Wild basically... Wild to sequel be a different kind of game. Ah, it happens all the time. Dune 2 <laughs> was the first popular real-time strategy game, and it is the reason why the genre exists. This came out, like, four years before it, and does so many interesting things. Um, you know, standard things, you can build, uh, new units that go out and fight, and you can build turrets and stuff, and do, you know... Uh, resource gathering, but you play as a flying, transforming mech. Uh, so you can fly around in a plane, and that, that gets you places faster, and you can attack air-to-air, -air, or you can switch to a mech, which, which can attack on the ground, and which hits more things, and... Yeah, you can airlift units around, and and it's, like, it, units have fuel and ammunition that you have to deal with, and there's, there's lots of different places to capture. It's super cool, super far-thinking game, and um, it, it's just fascinating, especially the fact where... Uh, it's a two-player game, uh, or you can set one of them as a computer, or you can set both of them as a computer, and you could just have the computer fight itself. Okay. <laughs> just have a have a little uh, TV show of your own. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. It's been cited as an inspiration to the developers of Warcraft, Starcraft, Dune 2, and Command and & Conquer, and it is also considered a precursor to the MOBA genre. Okay. So, so also yeah. League of Legends. Also, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which came from Warcraft, so. Oh, okay. So the fifth game on my worst list is Smelter. Uh, I don't I don't know if anybody remembers when I talked about Smelter, but my complaints remain pretty much the same. Uh, this is a game where you play as Eve, who has been separated from Adam in some kind of cataclysmic event, and she has fallen down to a, a world below. Um, and she she plays two games pretending to be one. Uh, there's a there's a platformer going on that's, that's actually right. pretty good. There's a really good platformer in this game. And if that was all you did, this would probably be, like, at least on my honorable mentions for the best list. But the problem is that it has uh, real-time strategy elements in, in between all of the platforming levels. And they're boring. They're yeah. not even bad. Like, they're, they seem to be competently done. It's just like, why? I don't want to be playing this. This is dull and boring. This isn't what I signed up for. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a bad time. So it's another one of those where it's like, it's not really a bad game. It's just disappointing. They, yeah. they, they overreached. <clears throat> Unfortunate. Yeah. John. All right. Well, what are we on? Six, five, five, five. 
Number five on my worst seven games is Hearthstone. I figured I wouldn't is like it the, because it, it's it's the card game. Okay. The, yeah. It's uh, not Magic the Gathering, uh, <laughs> basically. I see. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So it, you figured you wouldn't like it? I figured I wouldn't like it. Uh, it's, it's one of those blizzard cash grabs and uh i was correct uh especially with the fact that the intro is just bullshit like you have to play (laughs) through a bullshit intro to get into the game and the last little bit of it it tells you hey this is not fair and it's not supposed to be fair and you can only progress if you beat this that's not fair so and they, they, they like, cheat. So, <laughs> uh, it, yeah, not cool. Okay. But, yep. Uh, all right. Number five on my best seven games of 2021 goes to Wilder Myth, or Wilder Myth. I pronounce it different every time I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised um, this, this is, is only number five. Because, like, this is the one where your characters have legends, right? Yes, so this is number five because the four above it are just that good. Uh, Any other year, this would be, like, number one. So so basically what we have is uh, one through five are tied for first, basically. (laughs) No, I mean, I did order them in a specific way because this is, like, the order I enjoyed them in the most. Okay. But... But just because this is number five, there's not an incalculable distance between number five and number one. Okay, so so like seven, then you got a big jump to six, then you got a big jump to five, and then you got tiny jumps from then on. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Essentially. But yeah, Wilder Myth is the, uh, the, the procedural... Um, kind of Dungeons and Dragonsy tabletop ish kind of game where you you play like a storyline with characters you can create or just, like randomize, and then they get at the end of the uh, the campaign they get entered into your uh, legacy, and you can use them in future campaigns going forward and, and keep growing, making them stronger, making them stronger getting new abilities for them, um, adding body parts and shit, because uh, also you can, like, they they can randomly run into, like, magical shit that'll, like, turn their, turn them into, like, a wolf, or turn them into a, a, a star-touched person who's, like, get, gets limbs of pure starlight and shit. Yeah. Which gives, like, sacrifices the ability to do certain things in exchange for something else, like a cool new ability. And so the the way you can constantly build on these characters, even after their initial campaign, is just really fun. It's, everybody mm-hmm. should play Wielder Myth. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've been saying a lot of positive things about it, so, Yeah. It's 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 one to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. N- number five on my best seven list is uh, Minecraft. Oh, I mean, it's 
is still a good game. No one saw this coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's very enjoyable, especially with friends. Unfortunately, all the friends have basically dropped off of playing it. Uh, Damn. But I might be able to drag them back if I switch the world over to the more modern update, because that's the nice thing about Minecraft is it keeps updating. There's there's always new, more interesting things. So. Oh, yeah, there was the big uh, mountains and caves or yeah. whatever. Yeah, something like that update yeah it added copper to the game officially yes yeah so yeah it's it's a fun game but i don't think i need to explain why minecraft is on the best seven games list okay all right number four on my worst games of the year 2021 well not really of the year but that i played this year you could just say number four on my worst games you don't have to put all the extra shit in there listen listen this is my first time ever doing this it's awkward okay <laughs> yes you are awkward <laughs> you are in fact awkward anyway number four smuggle craft uh smuggle craft is a game that looked really cool to me and i i actually splurged a little bit on getting like a physical copy of this fucking indie ass game and it's supposed to be like a procedurally generated racing game i don't remember and you talking about this at all i i played it one week and talked about it that one week and that was it because this 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 is one of those games that just is bad um and, and yeah. it's primarily because the the procedural generation doesn't have enough there's not mm-hmm. enough going on with it i played at least three hours of this game and i mean it controls fine it feels fine you can play this game but like why because despite all of the uh, the tracks supposedly being procedurally generated i saw the same uh section of the map where there's like a giant rock in the middle and you have to go on either side of the rock yeah in almost every single race i i ran almost every single one had that same piece of landscape and it's like okay so you don't have that many tile pieces to put in here no there's just one and then <laughs> but there's 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 like five pieces and you just kind of jumble them up and still put shuffle them, in. them around yeah, yeah that's what it felt like here's it, looking at the game there's there's a um a i i got into a kick of wanting to play a uh space sim like like uh-huh. a you sit in the the pilot seat space sim sort of thing and right. this was back in 2012 and I found this really neat um, game, procedurally generated game, being made by one dude. And and it's a single developer passion project from someone who stepped away from the industry to work on his own thing. Right. And it's called Rodina. And it, it started in 2012, and it's been released there ever since. And... and uh, 2014, it, it got put on Steam, and it is an early access game. It's early access. 
Is I it spent still a, early access? It is still early access because they are not satisfied with it. That is never it. coming out of early access. Probably not. But <laughs> what I wanted to bring up was uh, the graphics back in 2012 look about the same as the graphics for Smugglecraft. Oh, yes, yeah, Smugglecraft is not a an amazing-looking game. But, but I mean, like... The, the graphics, that that's including the procedural generation, because Rodina is 100% procedurally generated. Everything about the right. game is. Um, so, the fact that a 2012 single developer passion project had the same art as a 2021 multiple developer finished product. Right. Yeah. Not not great. Yeah, it's, it's like, a bummer. Like, they have the same procedural generation. Like, the the, the same pieces and stuff. <laughs> you should, you should do better than that. Maybe it's the same game. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, should, you should do better than that. Uh, Alright, John. Okay, what are, we're at number four. Number Lion four. King. Lion King is a terrible game. Terrible? All all Lion King games are awful. Every single every, one. Every single one. The SNES game, the Game Boy game, which is what I played, which is just a you know rip of the SNES game onto Game Boy with all the colors taken away and any amount of additional fun taken away. Uh, the the typing game I grew up with, which was Pumbaa and Timba. There was Teach a Lion typing. King typing game. Yep. Timba and Pumbaa teach typing. It's a terrible game. Lion King oh, the, does not make good games. The Lion King world in Kingdom Hearts 2 is also pretty shit. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It turns Sora into a lion, and he has to fight with the, the his tail holding the keyblade, and it takes away like most of Ugh. your normal abilities you're used to. That's it's awful. It's rough. Yeah. Okay, uh, number four on my best games is Dreamscaper. Dreamscaper, number four is perfect for Dreamscaper because I definitely, while I was playing Dreamscaper, I would I would often go to it when Wildermyth got to be um, kind of samey and I would just spend time with this game. Yeah. Uh, Dreamscaper is a roguelite with um, some similarities to Hades. It's not a whole bunch, but I, I, I feel like the comparison is the best I can do. Because mm-hmm. like there's a hub world you go back to and you spend time with like your friends in the real world. And spending time with them gives you boosts when you go back into the dream world to play like the, the main portion of the game. Yeah, you played a lot of this game and talked about it a lot. Yeah, I I fully beat this game, and the uh, pretty much the only reason it's not higher on the list is because once you beat this game, there's nothing else to do with it. Like, you can go to 100% completion, but, I mean, the game is, is fun and all, but if you're not making any progress towards something... I lose interest. You yeah. know, I need I need a goal to to move forward with. And with Hades, it's like once you beat the game, uh, 
Um, the story continues. Every time you beat the game, there's more story. Yeah. Whereas with Dreamscaper, once you've maxed out your friendship with all the different characters and you've you've beaten the true form of the final boss, you can set the game down. You've done everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a fun uh, 36 hours I spent <laughs> with the game, but I'll never go back to it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But it's great. Also, if you're playing this game, don't rely on melee weapons. The game starts you off thinking that uh, melee is going to be important to you in any way. It's not. Uh, ranged weapons are the single best thing you can use. And just mix that up with, with lucid abilities and that that's that's your uh, that's your build. Yeah. Yeah. Number four on my best games list is... Uh, maybe it needs to go higher. Because it is the game I played second most. I put the second largest amount of time into this game. And that is Simon Tatham's Portable Puzzle Collection. This is basically just you on your phone doing Sudoku whenever you're bored, right? Yes. <laughs> not, just, not, not just Sudoku. So there is Sudoku. <laughs> yes. Actually, Sudoku is the game I play the least of the uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 games that I play daily. Oh, like, sure. ac- actually it. daily. Like, there's, there's like 31 different games on here. Uh, and I play 12 of them every single day. Oh, 41. Sorry. There are 41 different games on here. And 12 of them I really, really like. Did you have to pay for this? No, it is a free game that you can download onto, I think, any cellular device. I don't think it's tied to just the Google Play Store. Okay. Um. But yeah, I spend so much time on here (laughs) (laughs) it's such a good game and uh Uh, i will i will probably never delete it okay i mean there's not much higher praise than that yeah all right number three on my worst games is wizards of brandle so, I got this game at the same time as Smugglecraft. It's another indie game that I fucking splurged on a physical copy of. And both of them were bummers. Um, <laughs> Wizards of Brandle is probably actually a better game than Smugglecraft, but it's higher on the list because it pissed me off. Mm. Uh, it, it's basically just a J, like a comedy JRPG kind of thing. Yeah. Um, with a pretty decent turn-based battle system. But the issue was the game offered me loot boxes. And they're not paid, so that's not the issue. The issue is not that they're paid loot boxes. Um, like, it uses in-game currency to, to buy them, and then you open them. And then it gives you stuff. Uh, the issue was that it gave me stuff that was... Um, more than a hundred times better than the equipment I had at the time. Ooh. So all of the battles became a joke just by opening the loot boxes that were handed to me. I didn't have to pay for any of those. Like wow. the first set of boxes they gave me for free gave me equipment that made the rest of the the areas I was going to 
a joke. Wow. And I lost interest. Yeah. Yeah. So don't do that. Uh, like, give me like strong stuff so that I feel powerful, but not so powerful that I'm like, oh, I'm never getting hit. There's literally no danger to anything that I'm doing at all. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's too much. Yeah. John. <sighs> Star Wars Game Boy. Oh, yeah, I remember you- this. Yeah, it's another Game Boy game. Um, it's garbage. The from just wandering around on the open world, finding caves with like it's it's just a fully open world, and you just wander around. There's no directioning for where you should go. There's nothing pointing you in a particular direction. It's that's worthless. And also, there's nothing you can do while that. It's just wander. It's not exciting. Uh, And then when you find a cave and you go inside, the platforming is terrible. The combat is terrible. The game is terrible. (laughs) The game is just terrible. The game is terrible. Uh, Do not play this game. Ever. Yeah. All right. Number three on my best games. Death's Door. Uh, if I had more time on my hands, I would like to speed run Death's Door. Uh, <laughs> it, it'd be it'd be a really fun game to speed run. I think this is the one with the crow, right? Yes, Death's Door is a game where you play as a crow. It is a stealth sequel to Titan Souls. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a hack and slash game. Where you, uh, you, your soul that you've been sent to retrieve has been stolen from you. And in order to get it back, you have to fight through three different bosses in order to get, uh, their souls to complete the titular death's door and get into death's realm. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's... That's the first three quarters of the game, and then shit gets wild. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it, it's it's just good fun the whole way through with a lot of memorable characters, like uh the there's the gravekeeper who has like an actual coffin for a head, or on his head, something. Okay. It's like a coffin tied to his head, I think. Um. And his entire purpose is to just kind of morosely dig graves all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Or or, Uh, uh, there's a character named Pothead whose head has been changed to a literal pot in an effort by his grandmother, the witch, to uh, find a a way to reach immortality. Hmm. Yeah, like like she is desperate to find a way to make people um, immortal, and sh- she was practice. She was doing her thing on on her grandchild or her child, uh, Pothead. Oh and yeah, be- and, and because he didn't want it to be done to him, he left. He, he like escaped in the middle of the spell, but that left his head as a pot. Gotcha. Yeah, 
and, and even later there's a there's a bar a bartender who will like like serve you food and then also give you uh like give you hints to locations of things you haven't found yet um mm-hmm. but the the bartender is the corpse of a sailor being controlled by an octopus <laughs> pretending to be a person <laughs> it's great uh. death's door is great okay yeah number number three on my best games list is wario blast another this is the third game boy game i've mentioned in a row and not the last one uh wario blast is an awesome little bomberman game it's it's my favorite little Bomberman game, and I like the simplicity of Bomberman games. They're just simple fun. Yeah. And I mean, this sometimes one has Mario they, in it. Sometimes they get wild with it. Like, uh, the 3D Bombermans go a little hard. Yes. But... <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> they absolutely do. But in general, Bomberman's pretty great. Uh, Wario can sometimes be great. You know, I'd okay. like to. I'd like to play. I'd like to play. Get it together sometime. Get it together. Yeah, wor- the newest WarioWare game. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of what I want to do. Yeah, Wario, get it together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is the two-player one. Yeah, I think it's actually maybe four-player. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it'd and be cool. It's the, I've, it's the I've, micro games, like 15 second little games. I have played Wario games before. I have yet to play a WarioWare game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So. Maybe we can do that at some point. Maybe. Uh, number two on my worst games is Monster Crown. Um, this one I'm going to give a bit of a caveat to. Uh, since I've played this game, it has received multiple patches. So, it's possible that the things I'm saying about this game are no longer true, and going into, like, sometime during 2022, I'm going to give it another try to see what's up with it now. But when I played the, when I played Monster Crown... At official release, like not early access, I only picked it up once it was a f- officially released. It yeah. was um, a confusing mess of a game with like no pathing at all in, in the in the world. Like like just a complete open world. You can go anywhere, but why? But and where am I supposed to be going? Um, the the monsters are just kind of hanging around on the field and sometimes they chase you and sometimes they don't uh there's a confusing breeding mechanic which creates like new monsters okay but but it doesn't it it, it never tells you like what it's actually going to be just kind of like the general gist of what you're going to get um, you could do a uh, redemption week or month sometime next year and go through and play some of these games again and just decide whether they were good at all. Right. Uh, or if they've improved any. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, Monster Crown was just kind of like a disappointment um, because I, I was looking for something like Pokemon, but not Pokemon. And Monster Crown looked like that. Mm. And it just wasn't good at release. It, it, it was missing. The, it should have spent more time in the oven before coming out of early access. I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, well, number two on my worst games is the last Game Boy game on mine, Pokemon Blue. So oh, we hey, both we ha- both have, like, a we- Pokemon-ish <laughs> game That's in our number two spot. <laughs> uh, Pokemon just makes bad games. Don't do Pokemon anymore. Pokemon should die. I mean, you this, can't... This, 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 this is my opinion. As you talk about the first game they ever made. Yeah. Pokemon is bad today. Anyway, I put the oldest game they have on my list. To be fair, though, to be fair, it is bad today. But <laughs> no, I, I, I'm I, not a, not a Pokemon fan. And Pokemon Blue is possibly the worst of them. No, I mean, I would probably put it there. It, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Everything I said about Crystal counts, except Blue is older. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even choose your, your gender in this game. No, it's it's a bad game. Yeah. Second right. best. Second best game of the... I played 2021. Also, I guess of the year 2021, because this one definitely came out this year. Shin Megami Tensei 5. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5 is a great game. It's just, it's a straightforward JRPG with, with like a big, uh, li- like different open worlds, but always a clear path through it. So you can spend a lot of time just running around exploring what's around you, but also know once you're done, you know where to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where it where it falls a little flat is the story. There's a lot of breathing room between cutscenes. Uh, probably too much, honestly. So yeah. while there's a uh, there's a lot of time you're gonna be spending in this game, most of it is just fighting demons. So, so speaking of that, you've you've played a lot of it at this point. The important question yeah. is. Have you fought the penis chariot? I have not found uh what Maru? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. No, I haven't found the penis chariot. It must be in like one of the end game dungeons because I think okay. once I get past the demon lord's castle where I'm at right now, still <laughs> mm-hmm. um I think there'll be another big area and then like the the actual final dungeon and the penis chariot is probably going to be in one of those two areas. Okay. Well, I want an update when you find the penis chariot. I will give you an update. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. But yeah, if you if you like persona games, <coughs> uh, if you like playing a persona game but you don't want to spend all the time like fucking fucking around with all, all the characters and shit Shin Megami Tensei 5 is the game for you. If you don't super like the battle system of a Persona game, uh, don't play Shin Megami Tensei. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, number two on my list of best games is Guacamelee. I knew I, I would know enjoy much about it. This game. I knew I would enjoy it because it's a Metroidvania. Oh, I didn't. It... I didn't know, however, that it could be played multiplayer and that it was filled with puns. I could have guessed that it was filled with puns because of the name, but right. It's a very enjoyable little game. It's a Metroidvania. It, yeah. Going by the name, I thought it'd be like a beat 'em up. No, no, no. It's a it's a Metroidvania action platformer. Okay. And it is dope. It's a very very enjoyable game. Why is it called um, Guacamelee? Uh, because it's a pun. Okay. But I mean, do, is, is you, it, you 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 mostly punch things. You mostly punch things. So that's the melee. Yes, and it's uh, luchadors. Okay, so it, it's Mexican themed, and and so guacamole. Yes. yes, that's a stretch for the pun, but okay, I'll give it to them. <laughs> I won't laugh, but I'll give it to them. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, a fantastic game, um, and apparently the sequel has like four-player co-op gameplay, so uh, looking forward to one day play that when I find okay. two other people I can call friends. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't got a lot of those, huh? Nope. Damn. All, All right. What we've Honorable been waiting mentions. for. No, honorable mention. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. So, worst honorable mentions this year. Uh, Shadowrun Returns. It's just kind of like a... It's a co computer RPG. It's yeah. kind of boring. It's whatever. I've played better computer RPGs. Castle yeah. in the Clouds wants to be a Metroidvania, but it doesn't do the Metroidvania part right. It has like a level select system. Um, yeah. And the, the porn parts of it were just kind of like, whatever. Meh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, like a looping animation, whatever. Yeah, it, you're, you're, you're not going to get anything out of it. Yeah, it, it's fine, but it's nothing special. Yeah. Melvor Idol, I don't know why anybody would play this. Um, it, it's like playing an idol game of RuneScape, but you're missing most of the skills. Uh, just play RuneScape. Don't and don't, Dark Deity, don't play RuneScape. <laughs> don't do that. Dark Deity is a game that uh, I enjoyed, but the more I look back on it, the more I realize how flawed the game was. Um, there's there were just a lot of balancing issues with the game when it first came out. Um, I mean that okay. was the big part, and then also. Like, like John, John made a big deal about it. I didn't care so much, but the the maps were kind of ugly. They're uh, hideous. Yeah. What the fuck did they do with the art? It makes no the, sense. I've been looking at the They're updates. They're so lazy. They've they've been working on um balancing the the classes more. And they mentioned that uh, preparing for the Switch release, they're gonna start uh, fixing up the art. So maybe. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, it, it it might see improvement. Maybe I'll buy but it on Switch. I won't. Once maybe once the Switch version comes out, it'll have seen significant improvement. 
All right, time for my dishonorable mentions. Uh, the those are just about everything I played on the Sega Genesis and Nintendo Game Boy. They're they're all bad. <laughs> everything that came out was bad. Any examples uh, not already on your list? Final Fantasy Legend Two, Metroid oh. Two: Return of Samus, Darkwing Duck, uh, Super Mario Land. Uh, let's see. Let's look at some some Sega Genesis ones. Um, I thought you liked Super Mario Land. Uh, Fantasy Star Four, Streets of Rage, Mortal Kombat is just not. They're not great. Okay. Um, yeah, just just about everything. Jurassic Park. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> All Old right. Games suck. <laughs> My and my my best honorable mentions this year uh, go to Spiritfarer. Spiritfarer is uh, it. It was initially on the list before I played my number one pick, and it it fell off only because of that. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it's a really great game. It just goes on a little bit too long. Um, uh, near the start of the game, it has a it has a decent amount of time you spend with. Um, the spirits before you help them pass on yeah and move on and but it keeps getting longer and longer with each new spirit until you're spending like 10 hours at a time with each spirit and it's like just cut this in half cut cut it in half it, it's a it's a fun time but it's too much uh persona 5 it's a it's a great game it's just like I can't recommend a 110-hour game to anybody. Yeah. I can't recommend it to myself. No. Like, it ruined no. it ruined my life balance while I was playing it, you know? Yeah, so that's while awful. It's, it's, while it's great, it's, uh, it's too much. Too much. Uh, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, it's a great little um, action platformer kind of game with a rice-growing mechanic. Uh huh. I didn't get as far into it as I wanted to, so I just wanted to give it a little mention here. Um, a short hike was was great. You know, it, it's, fantastic little game, but it is it's a, a very little game. Yeah, it's a fun little like two or three hours. I'll go back to it at some point to see what, like what I missed. I think I mentioned when I played it like like that week that I never found the fishing rod. I would like to yeah. find the fishing rod. Um, but yeah. And Prodigal, Prodigal, which is like a... It's an indie game. It's supposed to be like a Game Boy Color-esque Zelda-like yeah. game with romance options. It's it's really fun and good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, John? Well, my, my honorable mentions are the games that I... I felt were very good but didn't deserve to be on the list uh, which are pretty much all of the Nintendo Switch games I played this year because so that's like what uh, so Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, Castlevania the Redux version um, Advanced Collection yeah Link's yeah. Awakening for Nintendo Switch and Mario Odyssey they're all very good games but, I mean, for the most part, they're all just 
sequels or updates of previous ones. So, eh, I, I don't know that I count remasters. I know you've got right. Near Replicant on your best list, but, like, yeah. Well, and that isn't even... That, that's not even... Like, they fully changed the battle system, from what I understand, yeah. from the, the original version. Whereas, like, the Advanced Collection is just... It's... I don't even know that they updated it. They just put it on the Switch. <laughs> it's just a port. Yeah, and Link's Awakening is is very remastered, but it's just the same game. There's nothing different. And, right. Um, but very expensive like, also for just Link's Awakening. Well, I mean, that's why I bought it when it was, like, half price on sale. And right. there was, they never go on sale, and so I snapped it up. Um, but, yeah, like, they're they're all great games. They're probably better than most of the games on my best games list. But I feel like they don't deserve to be on the best games list. I see. It's, it's Nintendo enough. cheating. Okay. The worst game that I played in 2021... Ooh. It's the single most disappointing game, honestly. It Tales of Arise. <laughs> now, Tales of Arise plays better than all of the games mentioned on the worst list before this point. Yes. But the gameplay is not what puts it on this list. What puts it on this list is the fact that Namco Bandai has become one of the greediest fucking miserable piece of shit companies <laughs> that I know of. Uh... Like, if you go into the DLC section of Tales of Arise, you will find microtransactions to buy gold, which is just the in-game currency. You will find um, experience boosters. You will find skill point boosters. You will find um, items that give you like boosts that you're supposed to get. Like things that would have existed as like a reward from a side quest in an earlier Tales game. You now just purchase with money. Yeah, and it's just it's it's embarrassing, honestly, because they don't need to do this. They didn't. Tales of Arise probably got the greatest praise of any JRPG this year. Like, fucking everybody was playing this game. They would have made their money, but they wanted yeah. more. No. So, well, he, they, they might get my money. I just, just looked it up and found out that uh, they did an SAO collaboration pack, so I might have to buy Tales of Arise so that I can get this DLC so that I can play with Kirito and Asuna. I heard not good things about that one. I don't think you play with Kirito and Asuna. I think you fight them and then you get their costumes or something. Correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All reviews mixed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not a big fan of that one. People aren't. <laughs> 20 minutes of gameplay. Wow. For how much? Uh, 16 bucks, I think. 16 yeah, sixteen dollars for twenty minutes. Yeah, no, that's a bad. That's a bad price. <laughs> that is a very bad price. No, this is, uh, Tales of Arise is in this spot, but it's really just Namco Bandai. Namco yeah. Bandai's treatment of the Tales series is in this spot. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Now, number one of my worst seven games list. Uh huh. Is Zoo Race. The Zoo Race. Also known as the Zoo Race Noah's Adventures 2. Oh, it's the Bible game! It is the 2007 racing game developed by Cougar Interactive. Cougar! <laughs> it is horrible. I mean, it makes sense that they would they would make Zoo Race being a cougar and all. You know how awful all of your games are <laughs> on your worst games list? Uh-huh. And how awful all the games are on my worst games list? I mean, I, you, actually, most of my worst aren't that bad. If you take your one through seven and my two through seven and you add all the worst parts of them together... You don't even reach halfway to how bad the zoo race is. <laughs> it is uh, on a. <laughs> you have to like. You you can't quantify it on a scale. Like if you had a one to a hundred scale, it would be like negative a hundred. Uh, it, it's it's off the scale in how repulsively bad it is. Wow, uh, are you okay? Uh, unfortunately, I have the zoo race in my head, and I don't think I'll ever be able to forget it. I mean, I could I could come over and, like, hit you on the head. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long drive. Right, I'll, I'll bring a big stick. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to play that. It's terrible. Don't don't play this game. If you want to see this game, look up the like 900 um uh videos of like Cadicarus and John Tron and Brutal Markiplier or whatever playing the game. Cuz yeah, you don't want this on your computer. Right. Uh before we move on, I I do want to circle back to Tales of Arise a little bit. Because I also didn't give the uh, the actual game, it's just it, it it's due. Uh, because there are aspects of the actual game that are bad as well. Um, for example, the the ability to choose which character you play as by default is hidden in the menu, but behind like three sub menus, uh, it took me like ten hours to find where to change my default character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they got rid of the multiplayer which has been an aspect of tales since the beginning pretty much like it's one of the defining aspects of the tales series is that you can play like up to four people on the battlefield at any one time and they took that away pretty much just to do a single mechanic which uh is situational and annoying it's like they did it so that they could move the characters around on the field whenever they're like a a certain gauge fills up and then you can use that ability to like hit an enemy's weak point or protect you from certain attacks Mm -hmm. but like there's a character kasara whose gauge like lets her do an ability where she uh jumps in front of the character you're playing as and um like blocks an attack with her shield but it has to be timed so precisely that i don't think i ever hit it correctly 
<laughs> like ever. <laughs> Whoops. And, and, and that's pretty much the only reason they took away multiplayer. So just bad. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, the number one game of my year is also is actually also from Namco Bandai. Uh, Scarlet oh. Nexus. Scarlet Nexus was Namco Bandai's other big JRPG this year. Um, it's a single player action RPG taking place in a like a cyberpunk kind of future where everybody has psionic abilities like telekinesis and hyper velocity and duplication and shit. Um, it's it's just so fun. The main characters both use um, psychokinesis so they can just like pick up objects and throw them at enemies. But then you also get to borrow your your uh, party members' powers for like like a, a small period of time during battle. So you can okay. like you can borrow your friend's duplication ability, right? So mm-hmm. you're doubled, but also any items you pick up get doubled. So you're not throwing one car at the enemy anymore. You're throwing two cars or three cars. Okay. Or or you can um, use hypervelocity to move so fast that it essentially slows down time and, and get in a whole bunch of attacks on an enemy while uh, they can't do anything to you. Or okay. you can use, uh, I'm going to pick one more, I'm going to pick, I mean, just the basic electrokinesis. Electrokinesis with uh, the character Kasane is so fun, because electrokinesis g- generally applies more damage to you, right? But yeah. it also, like, after a couple of ranks with his, um, the character's friendship meter, basically... It gives mm-hmm. you an attack that, like, you jump backwards and you throw your knives out, and it does like like ten hits on an enemy, uh, each with electrokinesis applied to it. So it's wow. almost a it's almost a guaranteed stun on an enemy, which will then open you up for more attacks with the other abilities. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and there's like eight or nine other abilities besides those it's it's just super fun and then the game it like like the story itself uh it has uh branching pathways for the two characters so like you can play it just once and pretty much understand but there's also the option to like go back in and play the other character and see what they were doing when you weren't together mm-hmm. uh and they and they play differently as well. Like I played as Kasane, who uses um, like throwing knives that she controls with her psychokinesis to give her le- like close range and mid range attack capability. Whereas the other character Yuito, he uses a uh, a katana, which means he's pretty much always just in the face of the enemy, le- like just always close range. Okay. Yeah, and the the. It's basically what I've always wanted, story-wise, from a JRPG. It's, like, super political, like, actually making statements about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and um, all the characters have a role to play. And 
even though they're they're often trying to kill each other, they can also just like like on their off time get together and hang out. Because like they're only trying to kill each other as part of their job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when they're not on the job, it's like, yeah, we can meet up at the bar and just talk. Like whatever. <laughs> it's really good. Okay. Yeah. All right, and my number one game this year. Uh huh. People can guess what it'll be. I mean, we definitely haven't heard about it already. Yeah, it's Destiny Two. <laughs> right. <laughs> this game's so good. The writing. I mean, like, and they keep cutting out all the bullshit so that they can add new cool things. And uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they they keep they keep changing up the meta by like just drastically changing everything. It's great. I love it. It's such a good game. I'm going to keep playing it until I die or the game dies. Whichever one comes first. Hopefully I die first. <laughs> I feel like your opinions on this game are... Uh, <laughs> a, a, contradictory. A little bipolar? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it... Uh, I feel like you it's... complimented things you dissed earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fantastic game. I play way too much of it. Um, yeah, it's great. That's it. Okay. That's all I have to say about it. That's it. Uh, if you if you like games that have guns that go pew, you should play Destiny because it does it the best. Okay. I don't even like games that have guns that go pew. It's the best. Uh, you like Destiny 2, though, so you like a game that has guns that go pew. Yep. Yep. I mean, I've, I've played my fair share of uh, Blops and other COD and Medal of Honor and uh, Borderlands things and um, uh, Halos. Not a big fan of Borderlands 2, this one. No. Well, that's because they suck. <laughs> um it's just not as good a game as Borderlands 1. Uh but yeah. Well, there we are. Destiny it. 2. So um this is the end of the season, season 1. So Wamet's going to have to remember next week to actually put in the little information that we've changed seasons. And uh we'll see if oh, that where actually happens. That? Uh, I don't know. It's it's on the RSS thing that you can. Do oh, that. you mean there? Pretty yeah, sure. I, I'm gonna yeah. change. Yeah, I'm gonna change yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, cool. So not every season is going to end at uh, New Year's. <laughs> oh, why wouldn't it? Well, we we can we can have smaller seasons. We can have longer seasons. Um, we'll definitely do one of these at the end of every year, though. But this, we won't always end every uh, season with a uh, glowing gear point. But uh, yeah, we, we learned a lot this year. I mean, looking back, we uh, we learned about uh, Mario needing to uh, maybe settle down from his midlife crisis and stop trying all these different jobs out. He's really going through that- a lot of things. We learned that Yoshio Kia essentially created 
um, video games as they exist today. He, 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 he invented the concept of genres. Before then, everything was just a video game, and then he was like, hey, what if I make things that are different? Right. <laughs> and thus, uh, the word genre existed. <laughs> we, we learned about Toru Iwatani, who's just a giant dickbag. And Koji Igarashi, who at least used to be a huge misogynist. Yeah. Um, we've we've read our fair share of books, some of them good, like Sword Art Online, and some of them not, like I have purged the memory. Something about a shovel? Something about a shovel. It was Something about a shovel. I remember that. I threw that away. There's a video <laughs> of it. I did not pull uh, it out after I threw it away. <laughs> it's still in John, there. John finally got a flat screen TV. That was that's that was that's an episode right. title. Uh, this was <laughs> it the was first. That was the first uh, today. This year was the first year John had a flat screen TV. I mean, my parents had one, and I used it when I was there. In the last like three years that I was there. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. We, we talked about my love of Christian Ska. We did. Um, it's Ska in general, but, like, that one band is just fantastic. I mean, we started off this whole podcast talking about my hatred of the concept of silent protagonists. It's true. Yeah. Uh, we talked about a lot of different games, from uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked all the way to Mega Man and Paperboy. And Metroid, and Castlevania, and... Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Daikatana. <laughs> let's not mention that. <laughs> um, yeah, we learned that Burger Time had way too many sequels for a game that's about that's pushing called burger, burger ingredients onto each other. And so... And, uh, what 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 would you say cuz we're looking we're looking back on our year what is cuz we talked about our glowing week point what is our your glowing year point ooh and don't say starting a new podcast with your best friend <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't prepared for this why don't you go first <laughs> I'm not prepared for it either. That's why I asked you is so that you would go first. <laughs> I mean, if you weren't prepared, why did you ask? Okay. Um, I've actually, I've recently started a personal writing project. Um, Ooh. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's not going amazingly. Like, I'm not always writing it, but I've written some and I plan That's to write good. more. So. Yeah, I'm, uh, as long as I'm you keep going. Keep myself, I'm hoping to keep myself accountable to that and to continue writing that. So yeah. that's both my glowing year point and uh, going forward my my ambition. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd have to say uh, on a similar... Similar? Really? Really? Similar? On a s similar um, topic, uh, I got my game to a playable state where I've played my game multiple times now and uh it's genuinely fun really enjoy playing it uh even when i lose 
So that's that's a very very good thing. Still need to uh, get it printed and do some more open testing on it, but that's for the future. Yeah, but I mean, you finished it, so that's good. Yeah, unless yeah. I need to edit it. <laughs> but even then, you got it to a workable state. Yep. Yeah. So, what are we going to be doing going forward, John? Because, you know, we're entering a new season. We might be changing it up. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I was going to was gonna talk to you about it afterwards, but I guess we can just uh, do <laughs> it right now. Uh, <laughs> how about we follow the anime season and we just we go seasonally so a season of glowing weak point is an actual season so it starts with the the like solstice or whatever oh. and then goes until the next one so we start like when the first wave of um anime comes out for that season and then we yeah. end it as like those shows finish basically yeah i see I don't know that we need to, like, start it with talking about anime, but, like, the second or third week of the season, we could talk about the anime that we're watching. And then once a month, because, I mean, that's three months, we do three. What about this? We change up the light novel thing. Uh Uh-oh. We'll still do light novels, except this time we'll do this month is Infinite Dendrogram Month. And we'll we'll wa- read, you know, the or this this season is Infinite Dendrogram season, and so week one or month one we'll talk about book one, month two we'll talk about book two, month three we'll talk about book three, and then we could just talk about all of them together. That's that way we'll have an an overarching thing instead of like bit bop beep bop boop the little little splishes and splashes of of different things. That would actually then, be really cool because a lot of light novels do actually work that way where like yeah. uh, infinite dendrogram in particular comes in like arcs so like the first four books are a contained arc and then it moves on like like it time skips to another like point in time yeah so so we could we could do that where you know just a season we we pick one uh book and we we go over that and maybe we well, no, I mean, like, 12 weeks is a hell of a lot of time. Well, I guess it would be nine weeks, because take out the three for the books. But nine weeks is a lot of time to talk about one subject. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I think the, the thing of the week's going to stay the same. Yeah. Uh, and it, it helps that we have, like, these things that we can replace thing of the week with, like the light novels. And I was yeah. planning on trying to come up with new things to replace it with, too. Just to yeah. keep things a little bit spicy. Game facts are coming back. Yeah, coming game back. facts are always here. I got something good for us for next week. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Actually, and, and, I've got a lot of really exciting things that I, I've been holding on to because I, I wanted to... I wanted to give them the time they need. Didn't want them overshadowed with anything like, you know, a TV show that's just amazing. So, you know, wanted wanted to give each thing its its due time. So I've I've been excited about some of the upcoming topics. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, well. Yeah, I think that's everything we've actually like decided on. So. Yeah. A- anything I'm... else? Uh, we're winging it going forward. So. Yeah. I'll I'll have another uh, Sword Art Online movie to watch next year, and I think. I'm going to try and play every single Sword Art Online video game. Ooh. Nope. No, no, no. No. Correction. In 2022, I, John, am going to beat no. every beatable <laughs> Sword Art Online game. Every beatable one. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, there's mobile games that are like gotcha games that you can't beat those, so... No, uh, uh, stick to, like, console games. We're sticking I, I to, will. like, Hollow Realization and Lost Song. Yeah, and Alicization like Horus. God. It's gonna Wait, happen. Depending Bandai on how much they are, I might money. join you. <laughs> Bandai Dep- Namco's gonna get my money. <laughs> Depending on how much those games are, I might play some of them with you. Oh, I won't promise to beat them though. <laughs> <coughs> oh boy, that's on you. That is on you. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I there, I I didn't have enough games on my game list that I I beat or that were uh, modern at all. I did play more games than you though. You did, but I mean, that's because you have like a, a series you do where you play like 30 minutes of a Game Boy game or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Maybe next year we'll we'll grow in viewership uh, to help us do that. Bother one of your friends. Like, tell, tell your best friend, hey, you want to start a podcast? With-? I mean, um, tell your best friend that you should go listen to glowing weak point yeah we're we're listenable <laughs> yeah we're tolerable to the ears yeah we're not too bad no there's worse <laughs> there's definitely worse i've heard worse oh yeah 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 i mean you could i won't be listening name to any the names, alec but... jones <laughs> well He's not allowed on any podcasting services. <laughs> Thank goodness. And I hope he recovers from his recent assault by his wife. Recent vague assault. All right. Bye, everyone. Okay. See you in 2022. Yeah, bye.